0: Thank you for checking out the Mercy Hill Church Sermon Podcast. If you would like to know more about Mercy Hill, you can visit us on the web at mercyhill.cc. I'm going to pray for us, and Brett is going to bring the word for us this morning. And uh Brett is uh, much... He serves the church in so many ways, his heart for God is obvious, and uh, we 're really excited to hear what he has for us this morning um, i 'm going to pray for uh, John as he 's coming back and and also for Brett so um, God, we uh, continue to worship you. Um, we bless you and praise you and we 're thankful to be a part of what you 're doing in the nations and So thank you for the good work that 's happened this past week in Mongolia. Um, and God, I pray for uh, just the, the, the sealing of the work that has been done in Mongolia, just the, what has been done in the pastor's hearts will continue to bear fruit in the church in Mongolia. We pray for the Leitzel family as they readjust and rest. And uh, God, as we turn our hearts toward your word, would you soften us? Would you help us to hear from you and uh, be a part of what you're doing in this world? In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Good morning. Uh. <laughs> Been uh been a while since I've been up here, but I'm I'm happy to uh to be able to come up and share again. Um I'm just gonna start with kind of a, a silly question, but I think you'll get you'll know, you'll see my point. Do we have any parents in the room this morning? And uh, I think there's probably a few. There's a bunch of kids downstairs, so there better be. Um Yeah, of course we have a bunch. Today it's uh it's Mother's Day, so happy Mother Mother's Day to all the moms here. Um yeah, you know, I I hope today and in all the ways that you need you're feeling blessed and honored um and speaking of you know blessing you know heather and i talk about this all the time just the the blessing of the kids i love seeing all the kids here and um i've got another question for you have you ever ever tried to teach your kids something that they already know right How, how often does that happen sorry we're getting a little ring um So, you know, you, you try and you try and bring them something like, oh, I already know this or, you know, they're just they're kind of set in their ways. And um, I've actually got an example of my um, uh, Sally, my five year old. Uh, she's been learning this year how to read and a relatively simple book, you know, Dot and the Dog. right? Dot had a bag. Um, next slide. The bag had a tag. Sally's reading. She says, was the bag hot? the bag was hot. I think if anybody's reading along, you can see it doesn't say was, but it says is. And uh, I, I could overhear this, you know, Sally was reading to to Heather and um, Heather knows these books back and forth. So she's like, what, you know, what's, can you read that again, Sally? And so she goes through it again and she was the bag hot. The bag was hot. And, you know, she's seeing was and is. I hear Heather go like, you know, what's, what are those letters? She identifies the letters. She can spell the words. She says, oh, that's is. Has her read the page again. Was the bag hot? <laughs> the bag was hot. And I think we probably went through this for a week. Um, just, you know, trying, trying to change, you know, change this, um, the, the way that she was thinking. You know, she's seeing is on the page, but she's remembering was, right? And, you may not think this is a much consequence, but it's a big deal for a little kid learning to read. And, you know, Heather was really persistent to work with Sally to retrain her thinking. Um, what Sally knew to be true because that page said those words. And really, it's, it's not quite right. Um, so, you know, Heather worked with her to change her mind, uh, to help her see the truth. Um, you know, God being the father that he is he does this with us too, right? There are times when he's trying to remind us, maybe reteach us, uh, you know, something that we already know. Um, God brings new revelation and growth in the way that he created us, the way that he intends for us to live, seeking him through the word, through prayer, um, you know, in community with others. Have you ever been through something and you come out asking,
0: God, where
1: were you? I went through this hard time and I just, you know, I feel like you weren't there. I've definitely had a few of these, uh, you know, moments myself and time and time again, he's shown me that despite what I might be feeling at any given time, his truths are real. Um, One of the best ways to know those truths, to experience those truths, is to keep speaking them to yourself. This is why it's so important to keep seeking him through prayer and through the word. Because we can't know it all. And even if he did, he's continually revealing new things. You could read some verse that you know you know, and maybe you've read a hundred times and today he might have something new come out of that. Um, so you, you you know, you can't give up, you can't keep, you can't stop reading and searching. Um, and I say, for those of you encouraging others, keep speaking the truth. You know, even if it feels cliche, I can remember a time, you know, Heather and I had talked through some things and it's just one of those things like it, it sounds like the answer you expect, and so it does, it just kind of sounds like, oh, you don't really care. It sounds, you know, it, it, because it is that, that answer you expect. And instead, um, you know, it's, it's that truth that's so important. Um, speaking the truth to yourself and to others might just be the key to someone else, you know, somebody experiencing that truth again. Um, if you've got a Bible, uh, we'll of course put the verse up here, but you can turn to Lamentations. Um, I've got a word of encouragement this morning, and so the, the book of Lamentations may sound weird, but um, I, I, think it's, I think it'll fit. So in Lamentations, I'm just going to kind of tell you where we're at. Um, you know, we've just seen the, the destruction of Jerusalem. The city is in complete ruin. Uh, the, the people are scattered. So society as a whole has collapsed. And it even talks about, you know, people resorting to cannibalism just in an attempt to survive. Um, it, 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 it doesn't get any lower than this, right? There's, there is no hope. Israel's turned their back on God and he, he gave them what they promised when, when, they, uh, when they left him. Um, so it, it looks hopeless. And in um, chapter 3, I'm going to read through verses um, 17 through 26. Uh, and it says, Peace has been stripped away and I have forgotten what prosperity is. I cry out, my splendor is gone. Everything I had hoped for from the Lord is lost. The thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Here's where it turns around a little bit. It says, yet I still dare to hope when I remember this, the faithful love of the Lord never ends; His mercies never cease. Great is His faithfulness; His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, "The Lord is my inheritance; therefore, I will hope in Him." And I, I almost stopped there. And the next, the next two verses are just—they're are, are, <laughs> so good. The, the Lord is good to those who depend on Him to those who search for Him. So it is good to wait quietly for salvation from the Lord. Good to wait quietly for the Lord. It's not always easy to wait though, is it? Right? And and in, in this case, you know, Some people can't wait the five minutes in line at the fast food's place. But, um, you know, in in this case, like waiting doesn't just mean days or even weeks. It could be months or years, maybe generations. When you look at the history of Israel in the Bible, um, you know, they're just, there's a lot of waiting for them. And just in this book alone, there's about 70 years of time that pass, you know, from when they kind of lose all hope. Till they start and see a change again. Um, you know, rewinding just a few years in my life, I experienced something that I later came to think of as a period of, um, what I'm now calling spiritual depression. And that's not, it's not my word. It's, it's come from somewhere else. We actually, um, this is funny. So it's, it's 2019. I started writing these thoughts in, in 2017. So it's been a a couple of years. Um, when I, when I started writing this message, I have been going through a hard time with my faith and, uh, October 1st, 2017, we had a guest speaker. His name is Tony Sorcy. I don't know if people were around or know him or even, you know, might remember that. Um, if you weren't, I encourage you, it's, it's available on the website, on the podcast. You should check it out. It's really good. But Tony's talking about a a dark um, period in his own life. And he said, this is a quote. He said, I remember in that I always hung on to the truth of who God is, right? I knew like intellectually who God is, and I knew that he was good and gracious, and I knew that I should be like worshiping him and loving him and all these things but my heart just was not there. It just wasn't. Um, he goes on to, to speak about finding this book called Spiritual Depression. Uh, it's written by a guy named D. Martin Lloyd-Jones. And this is a paraphrase out of there. It says, sometimes with seasons of depression, they'll come and what you need to do is you need to grab yourself by the hand and you need to preach the truth to yourself. You need to preach good news to yourself. Um, so I think the, the, the opposite can really be devastating. And he goes on to talk about, um, to go through Psalm 103, which is just, it's, it's a great read. You should read it. And it's, it's all about preaching that truth to yourself. It was really good. Um, you know, and what, what Tony ended up talking about that, that morning, it's exactly what I had been going through. What actually Heather and I had been going through, um, We we didn't have a great way to describe it. We didn't have a a name for it like spiritual depression, but it just did. You know, it's it it came to fit so well. So it was really interesting that he came to talk. You know, a a few months after we were kind of trying to unravel what we were feeling, Um, and Tony kind of said it similarly too. But before you know, before he gave me some words to put to it, you know, I, I would just say like. I believe the truth, I know what's true, but I just don't feel it right and you ever felt that way you, you you think you know something, but something about it is just not right it doesn't sometimes just doesn't feel right um, you know it's human mind's a funny thing it's It's hard to know all of the factors that kind of come into the emotion that you feel or, you know, how, how a situation makes you feel. And, you know, so like we're, we're genuinely confused. Why do we feel this way? And it was kind of weird too. Like both of us, we, we had this kind of separate experience, this lack of feeling it, right? Um, in our case, you know, you, you, analytically, you could have looked at some things and maybe said, you know, maybe this is the reason or that's the reason. Um, you know, we had we had been through at, at this point a couple of miscarriages again. Um, you know, sadly, not not new for us. But like, I could look at the situation, and go, I'm not angry about that. Like, I'm not feeling not feeling anger. There wasn't something going on that I was trying to blame. God for this was really kind of confusing um, I think that's what made it so difficult to to get out of too because there just didn't seem to be a cause right um, and, and you know I, I think now in fact I'm just thinking now like I guess at the time we were probably trying to fix it ourselves, and so you know it's, it's not the right place to be either um, so uh, of, of course we couldn't, couldn't figure it out couldn't see why um you know and i think too the fact that we're going through kind of these same feelings together it's like you know the the person you you go to your your partner to, to talk to and talk through things you're going through the same thing how do you how do you preach the truth to each other and uh um you know when when you're not feeling it it's hard um and I, you know through writing this i've you know, I've been able to step back to and I say, you know, who was I to be questioning his truth? You know, not again, back to this, not making sense, like not feeling it. Are you kidding me? I had two beautiful girls. Um, the, the year we had been through Heather's still alive. Um, it was, it, it was a rough year and you know, there, there's no shortage of miracles to making my life. And my family, you know, bringing us to, um, you know, to where we were then, where we are today. And despite this evidence right in front of me, I just, I don't know, I, I had this, this emptiness, you know, and, and we were lost. Um, we hadn't, we hadn't left God, we hadn't, you know, we hadn't left the church, any, anything like that, um, and I think this is a testament to God, you know, being faithful and sticking with us because, you know, we we just we got to a point finally where we say, hey, we, you know, we need some help. Um, and I'm about to get there. Uh, Tony, Tony Sorsey, he said something else that morning um, that just really resonated with me. And he had he had a quote from C.S. Lewis about pain and suffering being like God's megaphone. Um, the quote it says we can ignore even pleasure but pain insists upon being attended to god whispers to us in our pleasures speaks in our conscience but shouts in our pains it is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world i feel like that period of depression for us was kind of a wake-up call get our heads back on straight like you know Figure out what's going on and, and get, you know, get back to life. And after, you know, some months of kind of struggling with this and not knowing what else to do, uh, you know, we finally decided to share with John and Michelle Hamstra, um, you know, John being at the pastor of the time and, and we've, we've known those guys for a long time. They've always been there for us. Um, and this would actually be the, the start of our recovery, you know, just sitting down with them talking about what's going on. You know, we we've, we've now got partners in prayer and, and and we've seen this too, you know, we we've gone through some other situations where keeping closed and keeping to ourselves has never really served us. You know, sharing with others has, has always um it's always been good. And yet it's often not our first response, isn't that It's kind of funny. The The amount of times you can experience something and go, and then you can look back and say, well, of course we should have, you know, talked to somebody or we should have shared something or, you know, you, of course when you've got this problem, you, you know, this is the solution. You know, sometimes it's really easy in in hindsight, but it's easy to be blinded in the moment. And, um, it's just, yeah, just funny that it took us so long to even get to that point. Uh, you know, but shortly after we opened up to John and Michelle, um, we actually discovered the next thing that would start and change things around. It's something called Seeds Family Worship. Um, and it's, it's funny. It's a, you know, it's a music group. Their, their mission is to get the Word of God into as many homes, um, across the world as possible. And, I didn't think anything, you know, this seemed normal. I didn't think anything of it. I, I, I didn't think, oh, we're buying this because this is going to somehow make us feel better. Um, Heather actually learned about it in a group on Facebook. It's regularly recommended um, for, you know, families are asking, hey, what's a good resource to help my kids learn Bible verses? And this is repeatedly, um, is repeatedly suggested. And it's a super simple concept. It's putting the word, it's, it's nothing but Bible verses. They don't add extra stuff. It's not, you know, a lot of the songs we sing on a Sunday morning, they're, many of them are the word, but many of them are, you know, it's, it's poetry, it's, it's, it's the truth, but it's not the word. And in this case, you know, it's, it's just the Bible verses. Um, so the word puts a music just a few verses at a time. And I believe that this discovery and our interest to teach our children the truth, to teach them the word, despite how we were feeling, led to another breakthrough for us. Um, we purchased one CD to try it out. We started listening to it in the car. And to this day, that CD and the next few that we would buy, so this is years later now, it's one of the few things we'll listen to in the car. They're, they're almost always on. Um, and and really they're they're fun. But that day I, I still remember some of the feelings the the first time we started listening to it and that day the truth started pouring into our lives right through the in-car stereo. Not necessarily a place you'd expect. Um and, and I remember too, even battling like these were verses I knew I could sing along almost instantly. And um I was still struggling, you know, this weird feeling about not feeling it and, str- you know, singing the truth and kind of in the back of my mind going, I don't know, is is that right? Um, you couldn't help but sing along, and, and I think that was one of the keys too, right? We We ended up preaching these truths to ourselves, you know, over and over and over again. Uh, I've actually got a short clip just to give you an idea of what, uh, what these sound like. Psalms
0: 41 and 2 I waited patiently for the Lord He turned to me and heard my cry He lifted me out of the slimy pit Out of the mud and mire, he set my feet on a rock, gave me a place to stand, he set my feet on a rock, gave me a place to stand, set my feet on a rock, yeah, and here I am, I waited patiently for the Lord, he turned to me and heard my
1: heart. that simple. Uh, a couple of verses. The, the kids are, are dancing and singing in the car. Um, we are too. And you know, it gives us a topic to talk about. So we're starting to talk about these things. Um, and this started to melt this depression, this doubt, whatever was going on. Um, these verses spoke to me in a way I never expected when we purchased that music. Uh, we were seeing his glory again, something we'd somehow lost sight of. Feeding ourselves, feeding ourselves, the truth uh, turned out to be incredibly important. During all this time, I was still reading the Bible. We were still coming to church. We were—I was running sound. Heather was up here. You know, we were worshiping every week. Um, we heard all the sermons. There's still just this this empty, um, this empty feeling, and. You know, sometimes worshiping would hurt. You know, you, it, it's kind of like going through some of these other songs. It's just that truth, and, you, and when you're not feeling it, it, it it can be a little painful. So, um back to speaking through the Word. Seeds Family Worship, their their first volume. Um We've got a, just a picture of the CD here, and it tells you, you know, it's got 12 tracks. It's about 30 minutes long. It's actually originally released. I looked this week in 2004. So we found this in 2017, and it just the what it meant to us was crazy. Um, and you know, I, I realized too that you know, kind of a shock that Heather and I found this through music. Um, music obviously wouldn't be the only way to do this—to uh, you know—to to speak the word to yourself and um, you know—to to learn these. But we we found music to be incredibly effective. Uh, you know, way, way to memorize. Um, you know, because we had it in the car and the, the time that we'd spend in there going back and forth and we'd hear these verses over and over again speaking the truth and you just, you couldn't help sit but sing along. Um, through his faithfulness, his word went out, right? And it did not return void. It made changes for us. Our ears, our hearts, our lives were filled with these truths. And I experienced a breakthrough as if this city was written for me. Like this collection of verses spoken to my heart right where my doubt, my depression was bringing me down deep into my soul. These verses, these truths, right? Going back to the beginning, things I already knew were speaking to me again. Um, I'm actually going to go through a couple of the, the verses we're not going to talk about all of those um but the the first song is called call to me and it's based on Jeremiah 33 verse 3 and it's kind of funny i preparing this like reading through these verses it's really hard for me now to not sing like just, i can't just the, the song is going on in my head it's it's really kind of hard um but Jeremiah's always been a a dear book to me the yeah, a lot of great prophecy and there's a number of verses in there that have kind of spoken to me throughout the years. Uh, so when this one came on, it wasn't all that surprising, but it's something I hadn't thought about in a while and it's a very simple promise. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. I remember that, you know, this being the first song, Hearing this and again, that, that empty feeling like I struggled a little bit to sing this and and, and feel it, right? And um, so I just, I remember not having a great attitude, but like, this is the right thing to do. And I just, I, so simple. Call to me and I will answer you. Isn't it, isn't it incredible that we have a God who is so big and so infinite, yet cares for us as an individual? To say, "Come to me, call to me, ask what you want to know," and I want to, I want to tell you all these things—these great and unsearchable things. Things we don't even know what we'd want to ask. He's got answers that he wants to tell us, like the way we'd want to share with our kids. You know, don't you get excited when you're teaching your? Children, something new. Like, it's just, it's incredible. He's hes like that for us. Um, there's another song on here uh, called Convinced, and it's based on Romans 8 38 and 39. It says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, Neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Just it's just amazing. There, there is nothing that can separate us from God's love. Nothing we can do, nothing we can say, nothing someone else can do, can change this gift. That we have from the Lord. There's a, you know, there's a bunch of other songs here that really spoke into our lives, but like a, like a friend speaking the truth, not giving up on me, these, these verses penetrated my heart, reminded me of his love, his faithfulness, his desires for me. He pulled me out of this darkness that I was in and into his marvelous light. Something else that was really neat about the way that these verses kind of came into our lives and came alive is that as people would come up to share and, and somebody would read a verse or, you know, somebody would have a message and they'd quote one of these verses, like Heather and I, we'd, we'd make eye contact and and giggle a little bit because it's just, you know, these things were constantly flooding our lives and the, the way that being in the word this way made what something, something someone would share so much more powerful was just incredible. Like it's very much proof to me the importance of being in the word, because the more that you're there, the more you're seeing those truths and somebody else brings it to you, the more value that has, the more it pours into your life. Um, and one thing I was thinking of while, uh, kind of going through this, because I've got some notes on all the songs on, on that first CD, and, um, you know, I, I had a couple of notes of so there's some songs on there that, that they didn't have a, they didn't really have a personal effect. Like, obviously they're, they're the word, there's nothing wrong with them, um, musically they're fine, It just, it wasn't speaking anything interesting, and one of the, you know, one of the Points I felt kind of comes out of that is the word's going to be different for different people at different times. So just because you're maybe not feeling it, you're not inspired by something that you're reading, um, doesn't mean that you shouldn't be there. You know, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be looking. It's, it's kind of a prompting to keep digging. You know, there's going to be something there for you somewhere. Um, even, it can, even if it can be hard to find. Um, like the, the, the truth is in here. You know, the, if there's a reason that you can't find it, the, there are people that I know here that would do anything they can to help. You know, if, I mean, if it's simple, you don't have a Bible, we'll give you one. There's so many great ways to access the word today. Um, You know, a lot of great devotions based on the word. The thing is though, it's there, but to get there, you have to keep reading. You have to keep seeking. You have to keep believing. In the end, God met me right where I was just, I just needed to be looking for him. Um, this is what's so great about the gospel message. We don't have to have it all together. Um, you know, we don't. We don't even have to feel. We don't even have to feel it every day. Um, you know, the the truth is, Christ died for us. He died for me. He died for you. Um, I think, in the spirit of uh, speaking the truth for yourself, I think I encourage everybody this morning to say, "Jesus died for me." He invites us to come to Him. Whether we're tired, hurt, broken. It doesn't matter. Jesus died for us. And this is always true. He didn't die for somebody we once were. He didn't die for some person we might someday become or be worthy. Um, We didn't do anything to earn this. He gives it freely. One one thing I want to encourage you with before uh, before I pray and we kind of wrap things up. You know, if you're if you're struggling with this feeling it with with this spiritual depression, I encourage you don't give up. Keep fighting to find the truth. You know, share with one and don't stop seeking. Don't stop speaking the truth to yourself and those around you because it just might save a life. I'm going to pray. Father, help us to see your goodness and delight in your faithfulness, even when times are hard and trials bring doubt. Help us in our unbelief. Help us to remember how you've called us to live, how you've called us to help each other, how you've called us to seek you in all things, Father, thank You for the gift that is our faith. I pray that You strengthen our faith and draw us nearer to You in Your Son's wonderful name. Amen. You know, I, I want to say one thing on, a, on account of it being Mother's Day mothers I, I thank you um, moms and dads in the room for being here uh, your your kids being downstairs it makes a it it means a lot um, you're gonna be the beginning of ministry to these kids and it's gonna make a huge
0: huge difference in their life
1: so I gosh I I encourage you guys. Even when it's hard, it's it's super important, and it's it's so good, guys. I I hope that you guys feel blessed. And uh, yeah, I I thank you guys all for your time. But thank you, moms. Thank you, dads, for bringing your kids here for for pouring into their lives the way that you're doing because it's it makes it all the difference in the world
0: amen thanks brett um you know i as, as i'm hearing brett speak i i i feel i feel there's like the, you know there's this this um different message that he's bringing than what we hear in the world right we, what we hear in the world is trust your feelings trust your feelings because your, your feelings are always right but i think that the the, the testimony of Uh, Jeremiah and Lamentations and Paul that, that Brett read and with Brett and so many others, millions, is that we don't trust our feelings, we trust the Word of God. We trust what God has told us to be true and we anchor ourselves to the Lord. That's where we anchor ourselves to. So thank you, Brett, for that reminder. Thank you very much. Amen.